Hello and welcome to another episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business. This is your host Al Simon with Sandler Training by Simon Inc. And the show Simon Says Let's Talk Business is on Business Radio X. This is a show where we talk with high-performing business professionals. And we do that so that we can sharpen our skills, we can learn new ideas and concepts, we can share best practices, and even better, we get to know really smart people. So listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the end of the segment so that you can engage with them if you'd like. As always, we will conclude with a sales tip from me in our Ask Al segment, known far and wide <laughs> the Ask Al segment. So my guest today, excited, longtime friend, longtime friend and great business person, Dave McMullen with Lucky & Company. Dave, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Good to have you. So Dave is the COO, Chief Operating Officer of Lucky & Company. And uh, so rather than me trying to explain it, Dave, why don't you tell us what is Lucky & Company and how did you get here from there? Yeah, well... Uh, Lucky and Company is a marketing solutions company, um, a little bit ad agency, a little bit uh, marketing technology, um, and uh, a lot of uh, consulting and uh, ideation and a really exciting, growing, fun company to work for. For um, how I got there, for years, I decades actually, almost two decades, I owned my own ad agency called Red Pepper. I remember. Really enjoyed it. Uh, fantastic run. And... Um, Sold out to my business partner. Sold out sounds bad, but sold to my business partner, and um, and then thought that I would retire. That lasted about five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into consulting, and I was doing consulting for marketing firms, for ad agencies, for uh, creative departments, and marketing you know, marketing departments within um, companies. And as I was, what I thought, selling the president longtime friend of, of, of mine. Uh, he's the president of Lucky, John Gardner. As I thought I was selling him to become a client of mine, he was selling me to become an employee of his. <laughs> yes. And so uh, one way or another, he basically said, why don't you come just do it for us full time for a while? And I, I actually kind of thought that was an exciting idea. And then two minutes later, COVID lockdown happened. <laughs> and suddenly a regular paycheck looked pretty exciting to me there you and go. uh the challenge of that um uh seemed exciting and so you know we just uh we made it happen yeah and, and i'm excited and i want to talk to you about about you you mentioned the word ideation and and uh and put, bringing technology and creativity together and i want you to to expand on that but be before we do that and i'm almost tired of the covid discussion right we all sure. are but it's an interesting point here in this case because your company was able to function right during COVID and get through it. We really were. Tell yeah. us how, how that came about. Well, um, really before I got there, uh, John, the president, uh, Tommy Lucky, the CEO, uh, Chris, Dad, the CFO, they, they, when I, the first few conversations we had were, what are the scenarios if things go really wrong with this uh, pandemic? And they had prepared. The, the good news is they had sort of prepared to work at home. They had every employee had laptop. Every employee had a Zoom account. Every you know we were they were they were ahead of the game, um, expecting to you know because a lot of 
agencies, creative firms, you know, you kind of need a fluid work environment anyway, right? You need people to go where the work needs to be, you know, needs to happen. Yes. That could be in a client's office. It could be offsite. It could be any number of places. So they had been moving in that direction and, and that just set them up for success when they had to send mm-hmm. people home to work from home. Mm-hmm. So, um, now the lot, you can't control what your clients do. You can't control what your competitors do. And, uh, there was a slowdown, you know, they, they have, uh, we have, um, a lot of travel industry clients, uh, Panama city beach, Myrtle beach, uh, and they were hurt. Yes. Right. So things did slow down. Unfortunately, we didn't do a lot of the media. That was the main thing that got cut. So frankly, 20, 2020 looked a lot like 2019. That's great. And I'm really proud that, you know, Tommy Lucky, the, the founder or the founder's son and, um, uh, the leadership team, the board, they, they decided not to take PPP either. So we never took a dime from the government in any form. That's a great story. And, uh, and really, we did just as well in 2020 as we did in 2019. And what's funny is we're, we, none of us were satisfied with that. <laughs> yes. We're a bit frustrated that we were flat. We could have done better. And right? we got to the end of the year and we're looking at the numbers and we're like, wow, gosh, we only made a profit and we only made this much revenue. And, yes. we only, and then we said, well, hang on a minute there was a global pandemic going on and we remained flat and didn't take a dime from the government. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so, and even better, I think Dave is that, is that during a pandemic, during the pandemic, your clients probably needed you more than ever, right? Because in order for them to survive, their brands had to remain top of mind in their clients. And that was your job for at sure. looking company. For sure, you know, um, we were able because we were sort of ahead of the game and, and have some really smart people on board. We were able to do um, uh, online workshops. We were still able to keep mm-hmm. workflow going. Um, we were able to, to to service our clients the way they needed to be serviced in that moment, and in some cases, pull them along. You know, get them caught up. Yes. So um, yeah, it was, but it was it was interesting. So the like uh, I told you, Panama City Beach, Myrtle Beach, they were kind of down. Mm-hmm. However, Little Debbie was way up. <laughs> <laughs> People were at home eating snack cakes eating constantly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, so it was two different scenarios, right? Yeah. One said, "Well, we don't really need the media, but we need a lot of really smart thinking." Yes. And the other one said, "Well, we really don't need the media, but we need a lot of help sort of servicing our customers and clientele." That's so, great. Yeah. Well, in the idea of, of being ahead of the game and, and, and asking yourselves, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Right? And we all know Murphy's Law, right? what can go wrong will go wrong at the worst possible moment. Yeah, We've always said at Sandler that uh, professionals, real professionals, understand Murphy's Law and they prepare for it. Right. And that's what you all did. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not sure they all the prep that, that they did began before I got there and as I arrived, I'm not sure we were doing it for the black swan event you know the true murphy's biggest law is some horrible event like a pandemic yes but uh but boy oh boy being prepared being you know and, and the other thing is just sort of staying current staying modern helped mm-hmm. right if we had if we had been 10 years behind on technology on um uh, the work environment on the way we'd give benefits and take care of our our own people we would have been struggling yes. and i know a lot of people were they were yeah. And we were the same way. I mean, we were actually blessed because it wasn't, I'm not, I don't think it was, it, was, uh, it was pre-thinking, but we were already doing a lot of our training mm. uh, remotely using technology. And uh, so when You the, didn't have that when you trained me. 
20 we years ago. That's right. We did not. We were uh, totally in the room and, yeah. you know, in three ring binders. And, That's right. Know, remember all that. Yep. And uh, cassette tapes. Yeah, that was, those were the days. Yes, they were. Those were the days. By the way, we're, you're, my guest today, Dave, is speaking to you. He is the one who came up with the Simon Says moniker. It was his brainchild back in the day. So I just got to get that plug in for you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah. yeah. When, you know, it seems so obvious and yeah. it's, but maybe those are the best ideas, I think. Yes. Uh, yes. And also, I can't believe you didn't come up with it on your own. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not the creative guy. So maybe okay, that, maybe, fair enough. Maybe that's a good segue fair enough. Uh, into, into Lucky and & Company. And, and you, you mentioned that word ideation. And you really bring together, as you said, data, technology, creativity, and channel. Can you tell, more, tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. You know, one of the things that attracted me to Lucky um, was, you know, the the president John Gardner kind of cast this vision. He was also an entrepreneur before Lucky bought his company, and they were a data company, right? They were literally marketing data and 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 using finding solutions for the technology and the data that you had within your own company. Um, and what and, and the way he cast the vision to to bring the really the most modern technologies, the most modern marketing technologies, and be able to look into our clients' data. And you know, what's interesting, we always talk about, you know, you think you're in the marketing business, you think you're in the sales training business, but what business are you really in? You know, sometimes I know a lot of uh, businesses, they think they're in marketing or building some kind of widget, but they're really in the IT business. <laughs> yes. And um, you know, John feels like our clients, think they're in their whatever business they're in whatever industry they're in but really they're in the data in the service business in the customer business they're taking care of their customers they're reaching out to their customers mm -hmm. and helping them manage all that right um that seamless integration with their customers and prospects so so that's why we're we're marketing not just advertising right we're helping them say this is a prospect this is how they the, their life is this is the these are the this is the technology they're using. They're obviously mobile. They're obviously on their computers. They're obviously, and, and these days, technology, mobile, TVs, phones, right? What's the difference? They're all the same thing, right? There's just this giant cloud of technologies. Yeah, right. That produces an awful lot of data that gets super confusing for uh, our clients. And making sense out of that, turning that into a creative strategy, a messaging strategy, something meaningful, a meaning way to have a meaningful relationship with their customers is what that's all about. And so we bring strategy together with creativity and technology and insight and bring insight from data for all of that to be as good as it can be. So maybe there's a little convoluted answer, but um, the truth is bringing those four areas together um, the technology, the creativity, the marketing, and the data. Oh, sorry, the strategy and the data. That's um, that's really where you're where we're headed. So, if I can maybe put this in my own dumbed down layman's terms, rather than saying here's what we do and we're great at it, and 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 getting the client to figure out how to use it, you actually take the you start from the from the standpoint of okay, our client. What do their customers look like? What do their customers live? What do they do? How do they buy? And then you design solutions on the back end of that does that make sense that's absolutely yeah i appreciate yeah. you making it way more clear than i said it <laughs> i don't know if i if i did but, <laughs> but, but i tried the, yeah but the truth is we don't really have to guess as much as we used to in the past 
Because right? the data's there? Yeah, you'd get yeah. a couple clients. You'd maybe do some research with them, maybe interview them, and then think there's a lot of people out there like them. And that's what you would market to. Well, now you can literally, we can see how people's behaviors are around our products and services. Mm. And then we can meet them where they are and market to them in a meaningful way. Okay. That's what it's all about. All right. And your role as chief operating officer, COO, uh, is not so much on the creativity side, but it's, it's also combining the creativity with the people, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's, maybe that's one of the reasons I didn't answer that question super great is because I'm I'm, yes, I'm a marketing guy. Yes, I'm in the marketing industry, but my actual skill set is setting up Lucky to be successful, to deliver these successful solutions for our clients. Mm. And, um, and, and so many times, you know, you think about, we, we went a client, a brand new client. We didn't just have people sitting around doing nothing, waiting for that client to arrive. So we have to build out people. We have to build out processes. We have to build out services to, to deliver for that client. And, uh, and that's what, that's what my role is all about. You know, I think, um, so much, you know, in that little window of consulting, what I was really, really, really enjoyed was finding creative companies that struggled making a profit and helping them figure out the business side of creativity, but then also finding companies, right. That were doing well, but struggling with creativity and innovation. Mm -hmm. And so where those two things interact is really where I love being. And being an operator inside of a creative firm is the perfect spot for me. Okay. Yeah. So your job is to is to put Lucky in a position to be able to thrive. Correct. Thinking in terms of your clients and potential clients. Mm-hmm. So, so who are, uh, what is your target market? Who are some of your clients? Tell us a little bit more about about, about your client base. Sure, sure. Well, Lucky's a, 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 I guess we, I don't know if we'd call ourselves mid-size or something. I don't even know what that means. But we're, we have an office in Atlanta, an office in Birmingham very good southeastern footprint and in fact one of our goals one of our visions is to be the most talked about agency in the south that's a good vision absolutely and we're we're on our way to do that we have some specialization like pharma is a is a place uh, healthcare is a place where we really thrive really do well yeah because we understand the regulation and the things that are behind um the work that we do for them but we also have, uh, and that, that leads easily into reg- other regulated industries like Regions Bank as a client, um, Alabama Power as a client, right? So, so those are also regulated industries. That's a little bit trickier for the typical agency or typical marketing firm to work for. I can imagine. But then we have some fun stuff. Uh, travel is a big one. I mentioned P- Panama City Beach. I mentioned Myrtle Beach. There are many others in that category. And then we have some really fun stuff like uh, Little Debbie and um, Melinda's Hot Sauce and some other really fun stuff that's a consumer-based. Yeah. So pretty broad and also pretty national groups, but, um, but we really, our goal is to kind of own the South and the Southeast. And um, so most of the work that we do is either sort of in or out of the South. Okay. So some of our listeners might want to contact you because they'd like to see what if Lucky & Company is right for them, but also some of our listeners might have people they know that they might uh, should introduce you to and, and so and so who is the right kind of person in, in what kind of company yeah that's a great question so um, you know typically uh, it's going to be a larger brand or a larger company um, sometimes it's difficult to to be in a networking situation say you're a marketing guy and then someone says oh I need some help with marketing and what they mean is they need some business cards designed or something like that. It's not a good fit for us. Because, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, once a, once a firm gets to a certain size, 
um, there's a bit of a machine to turn on when we start working with companies. So typically, you know, we can do projects 50, 100,000, something like that. But typically companies with the marketing budgets that are in the millions is a better fit for us because when we turn that machine on, it's really, really effective. And what I usually talk about is if, if we're not a good fit, um, which usually means the client's a little too small, but it could be there are other reasons. But if we're not a good fit, we'll feel big and slow and expensive. Mm-hmm. But we're not. We're the opposite of those things for right. clients that are a good fit for us. I mean, if you right. talk to Regions Bank and things like you know other clients, they'll tell you we turn it around fast and we are Dude. lean and mean and, and bring great ideas really fast and then deliver on them very quickly. Um, because you've got good people. Good people and the, the agency client fit is a good one. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. So at this point, you know, Lucky is uh, growing by adding enterprises and large brands and, and, um, now I'd see that continuing. Good, good. Yeah, and and your job, part of your job, is to bring in really good people to keep that going. And I know yeah. a lot of folks these days, a lot of my clients uh, these days, are telling me it's really hard to find good people who want to work. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, um, I don't know about the want to work part. Um, once they're engaging with us, they're good. I would think you know, um, and I. I absolutely, I, I got to tell you, I love, we have about a hundred, maybe a little more than a hundred people right now. Damn. It's an unbelievable team. I, I, you know, I think about most teams, sports, whatever, have some weak spots, but wow, we are hitting on all cylinders at the moment. What, maybe one of the reasons is we need about 20 more people. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has elevated their game in a big way. That's awesome. So finding, yeah, finding really smart people, finding people that will fit in with our culture, has been difficult, uh, but that's because I think the economy maybe is is moving back to the positive. It's you know we're starting to break out of it, mm-hmm. and um, and so for us it's it's more of just a competitive situation. You know I know most of my competitors are probably hiring as well, and you think about we we're hiring in technology, right? There weren't enough people in that in industry before the pandemic. So when I'm hiring developers or I'm hiring designers, you know, I'm now I'm looking for them out of school. I'll get them, train them, teach them, grow them into, you know, everything that, that, that we need and that they can be. There you go. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, Dave, this is great. I mean, anything else that, that's on your mind you'd like to talk about about Lucky that our listeners should know? Uh, well, you know, I think one of the things that's uh, exciting about this um, matching of creativity data and and data driven marketing solutions is most of the people that think about or would hire lucky are struggling in that area mm-hmm. right they've got an agency that's doing creativity maybe they've got a company helping them with the technology yeah. maybe someone's building their website but nobody's really bringing that all together right and so that's where lucky really can thrive when you're having to sort of hire multiple agencies and the specialists are great, but they don't really connect the dots like they should. That's yes. where lucky hits a home run. Yeah. Right? So that's the, where the, lucky the hits synergy the, just doesn't just happen. Right. You have to have, that has to be planned. That's exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, and so bringing lucky in to help with your marketing technologies or with your creativity, that's all great. And, and absolutely you should do that for one of the, 
the, the skill sets. But the truth is when you're struggling with connecting the dots between all of them, oh my goodness, Lucky is such a great fit for that. It's a Excellent. home run for us. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, Dave, I'm sure our listeners are going to want to connect with you. Once again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training and the show is Simon Says Let's Talk Business. And we've had uh, a really good time today talking to a good friend of mine, Dave McMullen, COO of Lucky and Company. Uh, a, a company that combines data, technology, creativity, and channel into a synergistic way to help clients thrive. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being with us, Dave. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. So if our listeners want to get a hold of you or someone at your company to start a conversation, what's the best way to do that? Well, this is important. It's lucky with an IE. So uh, there you go. Yeah. That is a big deal, isn't it? <laughs> Lucky.com. Uh, we'll definitely, you, there, uh, my info is on the website. Our contact information is on the website. Okay. And it's L-U-C-K-I-E.com to well, find Lucky and Company. Lucky.com. And it's not L-U-C-K-Y. It's L-U-C-K-I-E. Correct. Dot com. Excellent. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. All right. All right. Once again, Al Simon with Sander Training. And uh, the show, Simon Says, Let's Talk Business. And as always, we uh, conclude our show with what we call the Ask Al segment. This is where our listeners get to send me questions on sales and have their questions answered here uh, on the show. And uh, so if you'd like to submit a question to get answered on the show, uh, submit it to my email address, al.simon, S-I-M-O-N, at sandler.com, S-A-N-D. L-E-R, al.simon at sandler.com. Give me your sales question, and we'll, we'll uh, always pick one each time and answer on the ear. And today's question from a listener is this one. How do I get past a gatekeeper, uh, get through phone trees, and utilize voicemail when prospecting? Now, that's kind of the age-old question for, the, for, for salespeople uh, for decades. Of course, not the voicemail and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, phone tree part, maybe. But uh, certainly, you know, I started my career back in, in the late 1970s. And, and it was tough to get through gatekeepers back then. It was hard. Gatekeepers know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're typically their job is to, is to protect the decision maker from those evil salespeople. And, um, and then now we've got the added, added layers, like most companies have a phone tree that has, you know, if you know their extension, do this, or you can dial in their name, blah, 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 blah. And it, it seems like if you don't know exactly who you're calling for, you got no chance. Now, you could hit zero and, you know, give the echo, echo, echo voicemail, but that never works. And then even do you even want to leave a voicemail? That's another question. Do you even want to leave a voicemail uh, when you're prospecting? you got to decide that. So, yeah, it's, it's not easy. Uh, it's, it's very difficult. But on the other hand, uh, it's part of the job. You know, nowhere does it say uh, in the uh, sales manual that one dial equals one conversation with a decision maker. I mean, so, okay, first of all, let's, let's stop whining. Not that this listener is whining, but I know a lot of people do. A lot of my clients do. It takes me four phone calls and three emails to even get one conversation. Well, okay, that's part of the job. It's part of the job. And, and so we got to deal with that. So expect it to be difficult. It's almost like, Dave, what you were talking about before, about, you know, when in the pandemic hit, and, and so it was going to be hard. You have to be ready. You have to be ready for it. So expect it to be difficult when you're prospecting, because it is. And, and there is, a, there is a, 
concept from the world of cooking that we use here. It's called mise en place. What it means is you bring together everything you need before you start cooking. All the ingredients, uh, all the utensils, and, and you know, make sure you have the oven ready. And I mean, everything is ready, and then you start cooking. And that's the same thing you want to do here. So set your calendar to do prospecting for some period of time. And I would recommend no more than, say, two hours at a time because you need a break. But maybe you're going to prospect for, say, two hours. You set your, your, uh, your calendar for that, and then you get everything together. So what, what does that mean? That means you've got your CRM on your screen. You've got your, 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 uh, your marketing data your, your, or your prospecting database on your screen. You've got LinkedIn up. You've got everything you need up on your screens and then, uh, and then in front of you, you got your voicemail scripts or templates. And you've got how you're going to start the conversation with the decision maker. If you get the decision maker in the phone, we call it the 30-second commercial. Uh, and, and then you've got your idea of what are you going to do if you get a gatekeeper? How are you going to handle that situation? So you get all that in front of you. Everything's in front of you, so now you can just go and you can cook. And, and you get into it, and you are cooking. You know, I mean, you're cooking with gas once you get going. Uh, that way and, and so the question actually was how do I well from a tactical standpoint you don't want to be the, the traditional salesperson if you get the gatekeeper you don't want to say hey this is Al Simon with Sandler how are you today you know, I was hoping to talk to Dave McMullen today is he available and the gatekeepers eat that alive right because Dave could be standing right next to the gatekeeper twiddling his thumbs and they would say well he's in a meeting he's unavailable so that is no way to do it all right you can't be the traditional salesperson and let's lose the how are you today thing right h-a-y-t how are you today it's a hate crime so you know we don't want to do that stuff we want to be different than the traditional salesperson and 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 you don't want to act like you're the gatekeeper's best bud because they see right through that stuff or the decision maker's best bud they see right through that stuff then they know they know you're lying uh, this is what they do all day long. And, and on the, um, well, let me finish that thought. So, so make sure you treat the gatekeeper like the human being that they are and the, and the major contributor to their organization's success that they are. In other words, treat them as though they were the decision maker when you're calling. Uh, and then also, uh, if, you're, if you get voicemail, First of all, you got to decide in advance, Do I, if I get voicemail, am I going to leave a voicemail? You need to know that in advance so that you're not fumbling around uh, when, when the recording starts. And secondly, you have to have a good voicemail script, which we work with in our, with our clients all the time if they're going to do that. And then lastly, if, if you get the decision maker on the phone, you got to have a plan. you got to know what you're doing, and you got to do it based on the concept of pain, not on the concept of features and benefits of what you sell. And bottom line, if you, you know, if you get the gatekeeper, you can say, and they say, well, so-and-so is unavailable. You can say, hey, if you were me trying to get a hold of Dave, how would you do it? It, it just seems so simple, right? Dave, you're talking about simple stuff that's just sometimes not as evident as it should be. It just seems so simple. But if you engage the gatekeeper to help you, and you can even say, hey, I'm looking for a little help. You know, I'm, I'm looking to talk to Dave. If you were me trying to get a hold of Dave, how would you do it? And they'll tell you. They'll say things like, well, you, you know, I would send them an email. He always checks email. Or, you can, or, you, or they'll say, leave him a voicemail. He always checks voicemail. Or, or they might say, you know, if you call at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm not here. He answers his own phone. <laughs> hey, there you go. So if you say, I'm looking for a little help, it's amazing how you often get some help. And so that's the sales tip for today on our Ask Al segment. 
Once again, our guest today on Simon Says Let's Talk Business has been Dave McMullen, COO of Lucky & Company, L-U-C-K-I-E.com, and, uh, and just a terrific organization helping their clients thrive, combining data, technology, creativity, and channel. As always, everybody, good selling. Good selling.